Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello, and how are you doing out there in podcast land? My name is Al the Brewer, and thank you so very much, and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. Hey, how are you doing? Hope you're doing all right. I have had a whirlwind of the last uh, couple of weeks. I put out a couple of, an episode a couple of weeks ago. I didn't put one out this last Sunday, and I've been missing it, and I've been talking about how I need to get back in, not into it, but I need to get an episode out. And uh, I've been doing a lot of interviews, which I really love, and I've been posting a lot. I still got more than a few to, to post, but I was thinking, uh, I've, uh, but something happened a couple weeks ago, and I was like, this is an episode. So I'm going to do one of my little bar stool talks, like pull up a bar stool, let's have a, have a beer like I am right now, and let's, we're going to sit on talk about something that um, I, everybody in beer has an opinion about, so I thought I would share mine. So I kind of take these bar stool talks as if you were to sit next to me and say, what about this? Um, so my last time it was like California versus Texas beer, um, seeing as I grow up in California and now live in Texas. And so today we're going to talk about IPAs. And please, please hang with me here. I, I, I think I got something here, and I think uh, I think I've got something to say that is not just uh Pliny or uh Hazy's. Although I'm going to talk about both of those, of course. But <laughs> um, there's I think there's something there uh, to be said about the overall movement of IPAs. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's something there. So hang with me. Come on, pull up a seat, open up a beer. I've got my beer, uh, Texas with a dollar sign from turning point. I'm two minutes into this podcast and we are going to get going. So IPAs, um, everybody knows the fun little history, uh, anecdote. If you don't, let me clue you in. There's the uh, story of uh, the British Army being in India, 1700s, wanted more beer, but it wasn't, you know, the, the beers that they liked didn't weren't making it across the way. So the brewers in England decided to put more hops, boost, boost up the alcohol. It would help make the trip from England over to, uh, England over to India. That's the India Vale Ale. Now, that is a very simple history. It's kind of, sort of, okay, right, not really, but uh, I'm not going to dive too much deeper into the history other than that's... I mean, if you can say that, you you sort of know it, but there's there's more around that. Anyways, so this little style desk really isn't very popular until, um, really, it wasn't even popular in India at the time. It really didn't see a full big resurgence of uh, a full boom until uh, America, uh, until we craft drinkers started going, huh, these hops are really fun. So um, we'll make a very long story short, and we're just going to start off in the early 90s because that's kind of where IPAs really start to hit off. You have pale ales, which are kind of like the, uh, the little brother to an IPA. Actually, no, IPAs are a little brother to pale ales, excuse me. But you have pale ales, which are a, uh, a general hoppy beer. If you think of the standards like uh, Sierra Nevada, wonderful pale ale. Get yourself a six-pack of that right now. But Sierra Nevada broke the mold in being a very hop-forward beer using a lot of, of hops that had uh, 
piney, orangey characteristics. Okay, so I'm going to use some very fun descriptors here. And when I talk about piney and orange, I mean those are the flavors that you get from the hops, which are a flower that are added into beer to give it that bitter flavor. So all beer has to have hops. And I mean, there's very few exceptions to that. But really, if you're going to call it a beer, you got to have hops. So hops impart the balance. You have beers uh, is a very big malt sweet tea. You add hops and that balances out. It gives it bitter to enjoy uh, the, the, the beverage. If you had no hops, you would just have a sweet, hot mess of, of sugar stuff, which is, it's just not good. Don't, just don't, don't, don't. Anyways, so we have these hops, and hops have a full range of flavor. I mean, we're talking all the way from, oh, from uh, garlic and skunky type of stuff, which I'm not a huge fan of. I mean, there's people that do, but not me, to the, excuse me, to the piney, resiny, um, marijuana uh, type of smell and flavor and taste. Not that I know of anything about that. All the way to the citrusy, uh, fruity, tropical uh, flavors that you're finding now that are a little more popular, that are way more popular today right now. So anyways, that is your general three minutes about IPAs. And if you, that's all you need to really know to get an idea of what I'm going to be going here. So anyways, um, I've been into craft beer for over 10 years, probably 12, 13 now. It's not that I'm bragging, but it's just that, uh, that's my frame of reference, okay? And when I first started to drink beer, first started to figure out what these IPAs were and pale ales and what hops were, um, it was in the surgence of West Coast style IPAs. And so let's get, let's, let's break that down a little bit. West Coast style, meaning the types of beers that were being made and made popular by breweries in the West Coast. And these beers were hoppy in the fact of they were bitter, they were strong, and there was just a um, a rush to see how much more bitter you can make this beer. So there's a thing called an IBU, International Bittering Unit, and it's you have people argue about it. I'm not going to do that here, but it, generally it shows how bitter a beer is going to be. So you have something like a a, a lager, a, a pilsner. Um, if you want to get all the way down to it, uh, like a, like a Coors Bud that has an IBUs of like 12, 12 to, to 10, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm being generous here. You have, uh, pale ales, which start to hit the thirties, forties. Uh, you have hoppier pale ales that go up from there. And then you have IPAs, which generally start at about 60 and then go all the way up. So you have people that try to like make the hoppiest beer, uh, one of them that I had a long time ago was a Tricera hops. They don't even, I don't even know if they make it anymore, but man, it was just a hot, that's what you call a hop bomb. It was just all hop flavor, all pine resin, um, that, uh, the orange, the, the, like the skin of the orange flavor. Um, that's what you, you had. It was all of that. And that's generally what dominated IPAs for, all the the 1990s up into the early 2000s and and all that and those and uh that's kind of like what i say the beers that i grew up on that's the beer that i grew up on i grew up on ipas being hoppy in the sense of piney uh i know i'm using piney a lot but that's really what you get uh bitter uh aggressive and forward stone ipa if you haven't had stone ipa that is like a 
uh, an amalgamation of what all those beers were. If you don't like it, I understand that, but it's still a great reference point for what IPAs were um, to so many people because Stone, um, oh man, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the the people up north. I mean, Sierra Nevada, yes. Uh, Nankasi, that's what I'm thinking about. So many breweries were just going, more hops, more hops, more hops, put them in. Then you get to uh, about seven, eight, nine years ago, and you start to get these trends of like, oh, what can we do now with an IPA? Because everybody's already kind of getting burnt out on like super huge hoppy beers. And it's not that those are bad, but people start to kind of get a little burned out on like the same, well, yeah, 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 I've got a pine cone in this glass. I've got a little more of a citrusy pine cone in this glass. And, uh, you know, people start to look around for what else you could do with these. Oh. Then you start getting these trends like a black IPA, which is, I mean, uh, some people are laughing right now. I know it. But some people really love that style. I kind of did love that style. Uh, red IPAs. You now have, um, oh, man, you just had all these little ways to look at an IPA and go, well, what else can we bring out of it? And I think that was, if I can look at large scale, uh, the general craft beer market going, going, um, oh, this is fun. Let's see where this goes. Until... Um, uh, more than, I think it was like maybe five or six years ago that you started to hear this wisp of what a New England IPA, Vermont IPA, and uh, East Coast IPAs. Now, Midwest, I'm not leaving out because I know you guys had your own kind of Midwest beers as well. And Midwest, I, I remember hearing about Midwest IPAs, but I don't think I ever really dove into them because I don't think anybody really knew what that fully was. Someone make fun of me in the comments and rate me bad and all that other fun jazz, but I, I'm not, I'm not convinced of anything at this point in time. As in a West, a mid coast, Midwestern IPA. Uh, anyways, so then we have this whole East Coast IPA, and I'm just going to shorthand East Coast IPA, whereas West Coast decided to say, decided to focus on the bitter. Um, East Coast decided to focus on the fruity aspect. So I'll I'll break it down like this. If you take an orange and you have the skin, that is one flavor. Orange skin is one smell and one flavor. If you take that orange, you break it open, peel it, that inside against the skin, the rind, I'll say rind, uh, that white fleshy stuff, that is the pith. And that pith has a certain flavor and a certain smell. Now, the part that I have left out here is the orange meat, the meat of the orange, the juice of the orange. West Coast style IPAs and the way that pale ales and IPAs were made focused on the flavor profiles that came from hops that were more like the orange skin and pith. East Coast style IPAs now focus on the... uh, hops and hop flavorings that you can get from like the orange that bring out that orange juice the orange the meat of the orange and um i've i really am impressed that uh, and to me this is kind of like a story of america um <laughs> because you we have this thing that is a very we have beer, and we have this like little small style that no one really cared about up until you know uh, the 1990s, 
and then all of a sudden we make it popular again. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the, there's something that America does. America makes something cool. Um, anyways, so now you have this rush to make all these IPAs as fruity as possible. So you have milkshake IPAs where you're adding raspberry or strawberries, guava, all these tropical fruits because these hops can take on and pronounce and complement these very fruity tropical flavors. Uh, and it's amazing because I, again, having grown up on IPAs tasting like a pine cone, <laughs> and now get a tropical salad out uh, a tropical fruit salad out of my glass of beer. It reminds me of that. Um, it, it, there's this moment, and it made me think about. Um, so I was, I've, I've divert a little bit and come back to this. So I was in Austin drinking with some buddies, and uh, we were talking about Pliny the Elder because it's a beer we both love. Or my my buddies, I should say, Rob and uh, Cody. Uh, shout out to those guys. So Rob and Cody. Um, we were sitting at Jester King drinking and we had just had a, a blind pig and, uh, it's a pale ale from Russian river. It's a great pale ale. I mean, just amazing. We started talking about Pliny, the elder who that Russian river also makes and how we love that beer. And we were going down the nostalgia hole. I mean, just really like, Oh, I remember when IPAs used to taste like this. IPAs used to taste like this. And, uh, there's a part of like old man, uh, old man, Al Rur will say, I was like, oh, these kids these days don't know what they got. Oh, hipster, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yes, I mean, we have a few beers in. And so if you're a hipster listening to this, have fun. Um, but um, I, I, as I started to think about it, I started to think of how, uh, yes, I feel for the past. And yes, I feel for those uh, beers that are just not as popular anymore because now we have this huge thing of like, milkshake IPAs and hazy IPAs and can you make it more, you know, fruity and juicy and all that. Um, because it's just such an opposite thing of what I grew up drinking. Uh, then at the same time, I couldn't help but think of how awesome it is that this has, uh, that this is now a problem for us that we can't find the beers that we used to try, uh, used to drink. And, uh, all I had, uh, it just kind of took me back to that. Um, there's a, uh, a movie that I love, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. And um, there's this part where they, the guys walk into this pub, and uh, you don't really know what kind of pub it is until, you, you know, they they order, a, and he's like, you know, could I have a drink? And he just says, drink. And they bring him out this, you know, Mai Tai-looking cocktail with, like, pineapples and oranges and a little palm tree, something in there. And he looks at him and goes, you know, hey, if I want a, you know, fruit salad... A order of fruit salad, something like that. And the bartender goes, look, you're in a tiki bar, you get a tiki drink. And I was thinking about that going, yeah, that's kind of where we're, kind of where, what I was feeling. I walk into a bar, I want a beer, and then I get this uh, fruit salad literally in my glass. And then I've got to remind myself, look, if I'm look, if I'm walking to a bar, I got, you know, if I'm walking to a brewery that is known for hazy IPAs and known for all the, you know, being on the edge of what is um, what is trending, uh, then that's what I should expect to have. If I want to have an IPA that tastes like something from 1999, um, I should probably look for it someplace else. And so uh, this is not, uh, you know, I don't, I need to not fault the brewers for following their uh, their dreams and the expectations they set for themselves, uh, rather than what I remember beer used to be. 
Um, and it's more of like a, uh, uh, it was a moment of like reconciling with my past and then giving me a little more like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is where beer's going right now. Yeah, let's see where it goes next. Not that uh, IPAs are the be-all and end-all in beer. Um, that's for sure not, not at least not for me. I love IPAs. I'm going to drink them. They're super popular, and I get that. But I've got way more other styles that I, I would wish other people would make just because um, I'm, I, I wish there was just a little more variety in the styles that people would push out. Uh, that's another talk. But, um, yeah, it was uh, just this moment where I thought about that scene of Lockstock, Two Smoky Barrels, and going, yeah, you know, that, that's kind of where I, what I feel right now. Um, yeah, so uh, this episode, um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I think IPAs are at right now. Do you agree? Uh, am I totally off? Is this something that uh, you're just like, no, Alan, you're, you're totally off? Are you feeling me? Um, yeah, let me know. Um, so I'm, I'm going to call this episode, you know, like, uh, IPAs, like that's just your opinion, man. Cause that kind of what it is. That's really what it is about IPAs and beer in general. It's just your opinion. Uh, there's some beers that you're going to love. Some beers you're not going to love. Um, the, the beer market, as much we love to talk about heart and soul of brewers and doing it for, you know, the creativity and the art, uh, people got to make a buck and right now hazies are making bank. And so, um, Yeah. Yeah, like IP is like, that's just your opinion, man. So, anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed this little episode of Al the Brewer, of, uh, not Al the Brewer, of I Know Nothing About Beer. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this, I mean, I've got an infant now, right now, with a, uh, with a stomach virus. This is, this, this is about as good as I'm going to get this episode. <laughs> All right. Everybody, have a good rest of the day. I hope you are doing well out that in podcast land. I appreciate you so much. This is a little longer episode than I would normally do with this talk, but I uh, hope you stuck in there with me. Um, rate, subscribe. Uh, I know nothing about beer.com. Um, what else was I about to say? Um, oh, follow me on Instagram at Al the Brewer on Twitter. Uh, send me, I have yet to get an email yet. Someone please send me an email. How am I doing on this? Um, how, um, too long, too short, too, too much me. What, what's going on? All right, everybody. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you. Cheers. Bye.